Welcome everyone to Phone Show Chat. This is podcast 789, recording this on Saturday, 17th of February 2024. I'm Steve Litchfield, show notes at stevelitchfield.com. With me, my regular co-host, Ted Salmon, up in Wales. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, indeed, North Wales, with lots of rain, so excuse the noise if you hear it. Yes, our special guest, he hasn't been on for oh, probably about six, seven months. I've lost count, really. It's Jim Fell. Hi, Jim. Hello, Steve. Hello, Ted. Yeah, I've been here in my little room in Norfolk. That's like Kingsley. Nice. We'll come to what you've been using in a moment, because between yourself, myself and Ted, we, there was a fair amount of devices being passed in a circular fashion, shall we say, last there year. Was. But anyway, let's get, we'll get to that. Where can people find you online, Jim? Uh, mainly the MeWe group these days. I don't um, really frequent anywhere else anymore. I, I mean, I do look at X or Twitter occasionally just just to read stuff that's going on i find some of it amusing um don't really bother with facebook and yeah don't really do a lot of other forum stuff i don't i think the only thing other thing i'm on is discord where i listen to the pc pro podcast every week lunchtime at work they do it on a thursday yeah that's it for me it's mainly me we in terms of social networking because it's a a a satisfyingly small group of people with no no adverts. When you're on Twitter, you've got this vast number of people. Most of them, you've got no interest in what they have to say. All the genuine people you used to interact with me have long since left left Twitter. Um, and and if I go to somewhere like Reddit, which I do enjoy having a, a, a nose around there, but it's just so full of adverts that they just get in the way. Ted, where can people find you? I'm guessing you're just to say wonderful me we. No, no. Well, there is the MeWe, but there's also TedSalmon.com, so don't forget that. But yes, <laughs> MeWe is where I hang out. And I, I'll tell you something I discovered this week, talking about podcasts, is that I don't listen to any podcasts anymore. I suddenly realised that, and I don't watch any podcasts. Whereas, take me back 10 years, and I was glued to my TV watching the Leo Report podcast, whenever they came out, three, four a week, Google, Twit, the whole yeah. lot. Um, security, what have you. And now I just suddenly realised that I don't routinely actually listen to any podcasts or watch any podcasts. So this week I made myself watch This Week in Google. <laughs> How was it? Uh, yeah, it, it was interesting because it, you you wouldn't know that anything has changed much. You know, the, generally the same people are there and they're talking about the, 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 the stuff of the week. And I, it was really nice. I, I quite like watching that. I'm not offended by... Um, Leo Laporte. I think he's quite funny in lots of ways. But anyway, um, yes, I should try harder to listen to some podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at my podcatcher now, just to give you a sample. I've just the Waveform podcast. Mark Marcus Brownlee is it's a tiny bit um, ad ridden, and the, the way they sort of the blokey chat sometimes gets on my nerves. But I do like Marquez. I do like, I do respect his opinions. I think he's done pretty well. Um, also, listen to the um, Eight or Sixteen, which is Mark Ellis's podcast, all British. And that's quite very well done and quite interesting. So eight or sixteen. Um, there, there's various Beatles podcasts and music podcasts. I've stopped listening to things like Android Central. Um, some of them get on get on my nerves just browsing through here. Um, Rock on tears. What's, what's happened to three six one? That's what we want to know. <laughs> Mainly, Rafe <laughs> is fairly unavailable because of his high up position in the tech world, and Ewan McLeod is fairly unavailable because of his high up position in the finance world. And Ben Smith mm. is unavailable because he's just so busy being a family um, a family man and at work. So put all three together and they just haven't got a time to get together. But I'm sure there'll be another Pretty season sure. along soon. Yeah, I would definitely be um, tuned into that whenever that comes along. Just looking at the rest of my podcast. I've oh, got the um, nearly, Very Nearly an Armful, the uh, Anthony Hancock podcast. I can recommend that. Oh, right. Rob, Rob, <laughs> Rob Brydon, um, The Verge cast occasionally. Uh, that's more or less I, it. I, yeah, I, I do listen to the Verge cast, but it's, it's a limited set now. I've kind of trimmed it down to fit it in because I like listening to audio books as well. And trying to fit all the listening in is a, a, a challenge yeah, as well yeah. these days. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I find that I'm more likely to be surfing through stuff on YouTube than listening to podcasts these days. And I spend a lot of time on YouTube, so perhaps that's replaced it for me. Yeah, I also listen to Word in Your Ear, which is the David Hepworth podcast, and of course Tech Talk, and of course Projector Room, Ted, and whatever Yay. works, your wonderful podcast, but you don't need to listen to them because you're on them, so there we are. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's move on quickly. We have a bit of feedback here. Oh, just a PSA, next week's phone show chat will be half a day later than usual because of a different recording time with guest Andrew Melling, so listen out for that. Tim Evans has written in. 
feeding back on this Moto Z play and whether you can use a Moto Z series with the Moto mods in 2024. He says, on the Moto Z play, I still use it a lot, usually with the speaker mod and the projector. I know it's a bit poor, but still. But I was in sunny Hunstanton, no idea where that is, Tim, for a week mid-January for a games convention, staying in a frozen lodge. And the Z play is the perfect partner to fill a small space with great sound or project some Netflix on a very dark wall. It's on a Pixel Experience ROM, Android 13, and all the mods other than the Zoom work flawlessly. It's a little slow now, of course, but if you're careful with limiting memory hogs and keep the number of alive apps to a minimum, it's fine. Not a daily driver anymore, but useful, and of course, with an extra battery always ready to join in, so we have all day plus battery life. Any comments, Ted? Excellent. Well done, Tim. I'm very pleased that he took it on from me, um, <laughs> bought it from me, because yeah. it was really kind of not doing very much with me in the end. Um, I loved the idea of it, and um, but it, but it, you know what I'm like with stuff that is just beyond support. So um, well done, Tim. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you got, we've got some feedback from Mr. J.B. Walsh. Two professors for the price of one here. J.B. Walsh <laughs> on smartwatches and your health data. Um, Calby Doherty, Associate Professor of the US UCD School of Public Health on RTE Radio 1's This Week podcast, has been highlighted by JB. An excellent seven-minute interesting podcast interview, which we'll link to in the show notes, with this young professor who has studied health data in smartwatches and wearables. Um, my daughter works in the same department as him and has a huge amount of time for him and his research. The point being made in this podcast, that the big question is, um, what's happening to your health data? Is it being um, creamed off in order to sell you adverts or not? I think that the point that, that this, this guy is making, um, this professor, is that... It, Rather than just being data collected by big tech companies in order to target people with adverts to spend their money, it's more likely to be instrumental in the evolution and development of health services and medical science, which will benefit people in the longer term um, in order to live longer and avoid, avoid disease and so forth. So worth a listen to that. Yeah, it's only six and a half minutes or something like that. Um, and he sounds like he's kind of got his head screwed on and feeding back a little bit from his piece of research. Jolly good. Links in the show notes. Um, Jim, remind people sort of roughly where you are, where you live in the world and what you do for a living, please. Uh, I, I live in just outside Kings Lynn in Norfolk. But um, as you could probably tell, I, I wasn't born here. I was born in London originally and we moved about um, 20, 20 years ago now. So we moved out of London. Uh, I'm 55 now. I, I work as an IT manager in a telecoms company. Uh, I live in Norfolk with my wife and children, and uh, I'm sure I've mentioned before I've been always been obsessed with PDAs and mobile devices since uh, the early Scion Organizer 2, I think, was my first one, when I still lived at home with my parents. Yeah, so, last time you were on, your primary phone was an iPhone with lots of stuff to play with on the side. Have you still got that same iPhone, or have you upgraded? No, no upgrade. I've not been tempted to upgrade the iPhone yet. It's still doing whatever. It says an Apple iPhone 13, the standard right, one. Right. Um, I'm not big on the cameras, so it didn't, you know, it didn't kind of yeah. sing out to me to get the Pro or the Pro Max. Uh, both my daughter and my wife have got Pro Maxes, so they love the size, <laughs> like the biggest screen. Um, but my my main, even though the iPhone is my primary phone, I really spend most of my time using either the Pixel Fold that I purchased from you, Steve, or the Samsung Galaxy Fold 4. And I, I just can't make my mind. And you probably should only have one of them, I reckon, but I can't <laughs> make my mind up. But I go through a phase where I love using the Pixel Fold because I think it's because of the size of the screen, the book style of it. And then I'll think to myself, well, I want to do something else. And I'll grab the Galaxy Fold 4 and plug it into a monitor and use Dex. And then I think, oh, no, the Galaxy Fold 4 is really good. And then I'll go back to the Pixel again. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It's, um, I, I just keep swapping between them. Um, I, I, the Pixel's got the edge. I am using that more, you know, because, because it's a book style one. It just seems to yeah. fit better. But it is heavy. And the Galaxy Fold 4 is, in, in terms of hardware, I find the Galaxy Fold 4 is a lot easier to hold, you know. So um, I think on my recent trip, I was I did have the iPhone 13 and the Pixel on me. But when I went on my trip, 
I decided to swap to the Galaxy Fold 4. And that was because I wanted the zoom camera. Now, I know we've talked about this before, and I'm not really big into the cameras. I, they probably do the same thing. But I just got this thing that the Fold 4 has got a better zoom than the other one. And I might want that while I'm away as a camera. So I, I don't know how right that is. I would argue that the Pixel Fold has got a better zoom camera because of Google's right. super res zoom algorithms. And I, I was getting, for static subjects, I was getting really good 10 times lossless zoom Almost. out of the Pixel Fold, whereas the Z Fold 4 will be doing quite a bit of digital zoom at that point. So I, I would have gone for the Pixel. For that yeah, I'll, I'll try that next time. Next trip, I'll take the Pixel <laughs> and contrast with it. As it turns out, the SIM I had in it ran out of data after one gig, so I didn't really <laughs> use it a lot while I was out in Spain. So. Yeah, yeah. And you use DeX a lot? Uh, I do. Um, it, it's something that keeps drawing me back to the Galaxy Fold 4. When I, especially when working here at home in the home office, I've got two monitors on the desk, so I plug my work laptop into one, plug the Galaxy Fold 4 into the other, and I, like I've got another PC set up. It, 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 it just it, it does every. I, I don't know whether my need for computing has dropped over the years, and like you know something like Dex on the Fold 4 will suffice because it does everything I want it to do. I mean, I do like I say, I've got the uh, the Microsoft Surface Pro 5 still here in case there is anything you need Windows for. And and in a, in a bit of tech lust in the the PSC classifieds, I did buy the the little Intel NUC that was for sale at sixty five pounds. So <laughs> I've added that to my collection as well. Right, right. And you've also got a Surface Duo on the go still. I know that's what that's three and a half years old now and out of support. Yeah, I've yeah I've still got the Surface Duo one. I won't get rid of that just because of the hardware. And I do every so often someone will mention Duos in the forum, so I'll I'll, I'll dig it out. Um, have a play with it and then put it back again it's just not um it's not something i could see myself using day to day even though it is good it's the software it's just i find like you know the pixel fold and the samsung are better at it i mean i've got the the, the um slim pen 2 as well and i'm looking at it on the desk now yeah. because it's sitting there with the slim pen 2 attached to the front of it so i do every so often pick it up and have a play but it's it's not as prominent prominent in my use as it was yeah the pixel fold that you bought from me that's still holding up well in terms of the fold and the robustness yeah, i think yeah i mean indeed it is there's no marks or anything on it at the moment but i i would agree with most of the comment that i've seen on the pixel fold from the start that i tend to use the outside screen quite a bit as well probably a bit more than the inside screen so i only use the yeah. inside screen where i would want to do somewhere and got more you know i want more screen real estate like a spreadsheet or something like that but on the whole the the, the, the joy of the pixel fold is that it is more usable on the front screen in the show notes jim you've got a bit of tech nerdery what's this about please Okay, yeah. So um, I've got a, a hybrid car. Um, I mean, it, only, it does up to thirty miles on a charge, and then the rest is petrol engine. So because I've got that car, I signed up to Eon's overnight tariff. So thinking about it, I thought, well, I've got the overnight tariff, and there's other things. You know, we can program our dishwasher yeah. to come on that bit and use cheap electric. So what I thought to myself. Why don't I create a little charging station in the home office here? Because my, my wife's always complaining that there's too many devices on the bedside table being charged. Uh, so I thought I'll take the six port anchor charger that I've got. I bought two more anchor wireless charge stands to add to an anchor disc charge stand that I had and some cables, uh, a smart plug. Plugged it all into the office. So now I, I, I drop everything onto the charging station apart from the iPhone and the, the chargers just come on uh, about 15 minutes past midnight and go off at 7 a.m. in the morning inside the charge cycle. Now, I don't know how much that's saving me. It, it, <laughs> might not, but it, it just seemed like a very nerdy thing for me to do. To, to say, like, I've got a little charge station there where everything's yeah. lined up on the desk charging. Yeah. So, yeah. My, my dad used to come into my um, my home office and, and with the lights in the evening, with the lights off, and he'd say, wow, it's like coming into a spaceship because of all the different yeah. charge lights and uh, DC adapters and those speakers. I've bought some... Uh, well, I've donated, thank you, Ted, the, your, your Creative Pebble Pro speakers, which have got these wonderful um, colour-changing LED bases. <laughs> My room is becoming more and more like the Starship Enterprise as time goes exactly, on. Exactly. exactly. And I did a similar thing with the iPhone 
charger. I've got an iPhone charge stand that charges the watch and the headphones as well, the uh, AirPods Pro. Yeah, yeah. So they go on that charge, and that yeah. doesn't come on till after 12 as well during the night now because I've got a smart plug in it. We've literally got smart plugs everywhere now. Yeah, I think the, the delta between charging the AirPods, AirPods Pro during daytime and nighttime saves you about one tenth of a penny every night. So it really is fairly <laughs> insignificant. But well done for trying. <laughs> it just it, it, it was fun to set it up as well and then program the timers for that to get yeah, stuff yeah. To brilliant off. Uh, yeah 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 very good i'm sure you'll find more things you can charge overnight as time goes on as well yeah yeah um, definitely yeah. De- devices you're looking forward to then right I, I mean i did listen to tech talk uk during the week and um richard was um you know, saying how great the Honor Magic 2 was. So that kind of piqued my interest in that, that it, it's a lot thinner, not as thin as the Duo or the Duo 2, as it turns out, uh, from listening to the last week's PSC during today as well. But uh, it's kind of piqued my interest, but it's not tempted me to actually buy one because I'd, I'd have to move on some of the other devices first before, you know, I might be asked to move out myself at some point. Yeah. The, um, I was watching the, um, the video reviews and reading the text reviews and it, it sounds like it's just, it's great hardware, beautiful to hold, but the software is just completely half baked and the interface had almost zero work done on it. And it's definitely not up to one plus Samsung and pixel folding phone software standards, I would say. No, that definitely seems to be the case. And um, following on from your comment, I did watch Mr. Mobile's uh, video review of the the Honor Magic 2. And and that was exactly what he said to highlight your point, that the software is just not there. Um, I mean, in terms of comparing the Pixel to the Samsung, I definitely prefer the Pixel software. I I, I don't know why. It's like an aesthetic thing. Uh, The Pixel just seems to be a bit more playful. And I like that where... The, the Samsung Fold 4 just seems to be a bit more business-like. And I know you can theme them, but I just never seem to find the time to do any theming. So. Yeah, I still want app pairs from Google's Pixel team. I can't believe they're being so slow at such a basic feature yeah. for a folding phone. But uh, anyway, that's a frustration of mine. Um, you mentioned t- in the show notes TCL Smart Glasses. Uh, we, we think we mentioned this in a previous PSE, well, but do you want to take it away? That's what I picked up on. Like I say, I listened to the last week's PSE today. Um, while I was out doing the shopping, and it, it was Ted's mention of the TCL smart glasses. Now that that intrigues me. The Apple Vision Pro doesn't kind of draw my attention to it. I did try one of the original um, PlayStation VR things, and it made me feel ill basically when the day. But but the the smart glasses that seems like an interesting concept to me. But for all the same reasons that you you talked about yourselves, you know, my eyesight up close is not very good so whether they work for me or not i don't really know at this point ted the tcl smart glasses if i remember right that you'd use sort of wireless ready for from a motorola smartphone for example to access the displays in them is that right you you can and, and ben wood was explaining on the show about how he has utilized them but he did say that it was all pretty much um you know, novelty stuff. It was it was great fun to play with. It was really good fun, he said, to watch a video or media using them. But ultimately, it, it felt, he said, he suggested, rather, like a bit more of a toy than anything else. But, yeah, good good to, pl- to play with tech. And he had, he had the opportunity to do so. I mean, I think it's interesting from the 120-inch the screen point of view for me. I, I just That just sounds impressive to me that I could sit there and watch a film on 120 yeah, inch yeah. screen. Yeah. yeah, I've been watching all the Vision Pro reviews, and, and they seem very, it's a very impressive production, a very impressive technological achievement, but I still can't see the killer thing that would encourage the man in the street to need it. It's still in the tech toy category, I would say, especially at the price. Um, I saw Mark Zuckerberg did a sort of first-person review for the Facebook, uh, one of the, the, their Meta smart glasses, um, VR glasses, compared to the Vision Pro, and he was obviously saying his is much better and, and way, way, way cheaper. But I still can't see – I have no desire whatsoever to put either of them onto, onto my face and let, hide myself away from the world. Yeah, agree. I mean, I saw – I'm sure I saw something from The Verge saying that um, – People were taking them back now. Yeah, I, I did see that story go through today. I, I mean, I don't know how um, much substance there is in it, but I guess these tech sites are always looking out for things to just report on. Um, but yeah, I, I tried back in the day. We spoke about it on the show, Steve, like a decade. 
15 years ago, probably, no, probably 10 years ago, when we were trying out these, um, you know, AR, VR stuff from yeah. Samsung particularly. And it was just like Ben said, really, it's just great fun to play with. But in the real world, you're not going to have a walk around or be even comfortable, particularly with this whack and great big thing on your face all the time. But then, I don't know, perhaps we're just too old and young kids will. <laughs> As I said on the previous PSC, bring back Google Glass. I'm just saying, just putting that out there. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. So, Jim, you've got iPhone and Android. Surely at some point you're going to upgrade the iPhone. Um, will you, presumably you're part of an ecosystem with your family, and that means you have to have an iPhone at some place in your life. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, the whole family's got them. My stepmum's got one. My wife's got one. My son's got one. My daughter's got an iPhone. But, uh, you, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm quite agnostic in terms of operating systems and, and that I, 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 it's probably a bad thing, but I like using them all. So I like iOS. I like Android. I like using Android yeah, and yeah. I like using iOS. Windows, Mac. Uh, I, I, like I say, I'm a bit agnostic. Yeah. For me, if it works, it works. But yeah, on, on the, the upgrade front, I'll probably wait until the iPhone 16 to see if I might want to upgrade. But, um, you know, that's not saying that I might be tempted by another folding phone, <laughs> which I might go for instead. I can't tell at the moment. It, the, the folding phones have stopped me from upgrading my iPhone as regularly. I think by the time you get to the, like the iPhone 17, you might even see an Apple uh, iPhone flip. I think that that has been significantly rumoured. I don't think we'll see it yeah. in 2024. I think maybe 2025 at the earliest, but surely there's an iPhone flip in, in the uh, in the offing. Yeah, I did see a, a rumour about um, that the first Apple folder might be the uh, iPad mini, okay. uh, a variant of the iPad mini. I'm sure I saw that somewhere. I don't know where. Oh, I should have uh, noted it down. Yeah, sounds very interesting. Um, Favourite apps? We always ask our guests. Any, any things you want to highlight for our listeners? Yeah, my, my, I've got two. My first is Feedly, and you know, I'm one of the people that still use RSS feeds. So I, I right. like that because it, <laughs> yeah, it brings the news to you. You don't have to go searching for it. Yeah. So I, I like that. All right, you do it first to set up your feed. But once you've done that, the news comes to you. I mean, it just works easily. I like the way it works. I know there's other apps, but it's, it's always had enough options to satisfy me especially there are times where I don't check it for a while. So it's got a mark as red thing where you can select anything older than a week or a day. And I like that. Um, the second app, uh, well, the second app that I uh, really use a lot is pocket. Um, it's so easy to save articles from Feedly and any other source into pocket for later consumption. I mean, a lot of the time when I see things, I don't really have time to read them. So I'll throw them into pocket and catch up on it later on, you know, later in the evening or something when I've got a bit more time. Um, the, the one feature that I discovered that I do use a lot now is that pocket can read out those articles. So, uh, I mean, I've, I've, I've taken to listening to my article set whilst in the bath. Um, you know, so it, I mean, probably something not to admit on a podcast, but it, it's it's kind of dead time in the bath, isn't it, really, if you're just relaxing. So I always use that to catch up on articles, as you know, and audible for audio books. But um, so when yeah. we talk about using a phone naked, you literally were are using a phone naked at that point. I, I am indeed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That, in the true sense of the word. <laughs> yeah. I, I too use Feedly, but I if I haven't got time to read the article when I get to it, I just tap on the icon to mark it as unread and move on to the next one. And I can always come back to it later when I have got time. So do you, do you actually need Pocket Surely Feedly is your reader as well because it keeps track of what you haven't read yet? Yeah, I, I can see that. I can definitely see that. I'm, I'm a bit of a completionist. Uh, I mean, I never get to inbox zero, but I kind of half after <laughs> that. Um, but so... What I also tend to do is I'll tend to make mistakes and mark everything as read by accident and stuff like that. So if I've thrown it into pocket, it kind of keeps it to the side. So it allows me to whiz through the Feedly feeds and just selecting articles that I'm interested in, saving them, and then come back to them later. But you are quite correct. It's not necessary if you managed it properly. You could just use Feedly. Presumably Feedly won't read it to you. Well, I haven't seen that option in it. I'll have to check into that now. I've not looked for it in Feedly. Yeah. I use I use it the same way as you, Jim, completely. I, I use Pocket all the time. Um, yeah. And I, I use a feed reader called um, Inner Reader, 
Um, but it's very similar to Phoebe in, in many ways. And I, and I dump everything into pocket. I'm organized in pocket. I know what I'm yeah. doing with it and I can go back to it just like you say later, um, to deal with stuff. Um, and I mean, people will see probably in the way in which I post, um, articles into the MeWe group. That's exactly what I do and it works really well. Yeah. I think the, the other thing is it, it's, it's, um, you, it's not just Feedly. You can save articles from any source. Yes, right? that's as right. long as there's a link to it, you you can say. I did try sending it a PDF, but that didn't work. And then it, no, no, I read through it again, and it, you can only send links. They've got to exist on the web somewhere for. for got, you, you, there's also things like um, you know an extension on Chrome for Pocket. So yeah. or any website you're on anywhere, and you can just click on the 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 Pocket thingy, and it dumps it in there, and photographs, and and it even works inside things like tiktok if you want to save a video to look at <laughs> later it, 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 almost anything on the web you can just dump into pocket it's a really good program i think and, and the other great thing about both those apps is they're cross-platform so they're on ios they're on android you can access them via the web on a pc so that that really that that's a key point for me because i like to swing through different devices so anything that's cross-platform and syncs across platform and it, it is a winner in my mind what does your wife make of um, all the different devices? Because you've got your iPhone and she's got her iPhone. Then on the other uh, arm of the armchair, you've got two folding phones and a Surface Duo and goodness knows what else. What does she make of all this? Um, she just thinks I'm insane, basically. <laughs> she's she's <laughs> never understood it. The, the gadget. She said, Did, don't you read? So you read something on your iPhone and then you read it on your Android phone. I said, no, it's not how it works because it syncs. I might read something on my iphone and then read something else on my android phone yeah but yeah she, she's always found it a, a bit um strange i suppose because she's like a one phone person but but I, I mean i've been doing this since the orange spv days and like yeah. sile and stuff like that so it, it's no big surprise so she says oh whatever keeps you happy <laughs> oh well that's a good attitude good attitude um you've got a rant for us yeah but the, the one rent I could, the only one rent I could think of lately is uh, I don't have any rents about the operating systems because I, I, I guess I just use them for what they are. I don't, maybe I don't have enough time to delve into all the settings and so on to, to, to find something that really will annoy me. But so for iOS and Android, don't really have any problems with the operating systems themselves or anything I wanted to rent about. But the one thing I will rent about is Android Auto. And, and that's just been such a poor experience for me. Apple, the, the Apple CarPlay has worked seamlessly. It's been fluid. Just a light tap on the screen in the car all works fine. Um, when I switched over to both the Galaxy Fold 4 and the Pixel Fold and tried to use them with my car, the, the Android experience, the Android Auto experience was, was much worse. You know, the screen wouldn't respond. It took hard presses to push it. It didn't react quickly. And so, I mean, I did post, put a post on the MeWe forum, and I think the, the, the outside edge was that it's something to do with my car that's the problem. So I've got a BMW, and it might be the way Android Auto is implemented within the car is the problem, because no, no one else on the, fro- on the forum seemed to have a problem with Android Auto in particular. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we'll ch- chalk that one down to BMW then. I mean, yeah, but there's bound to be edge so. cases. Yeah, I've been frustrated by my car predating Ford Sync. I think it's version three. I'm still on version two from 2015. And it's just so frustrating linking that with modern smartphones in 2024. So I can sense a car, secondhand car purchase from me in the near future and bringing <laughs> myself bang up to date. Yeah. Um, and a, fi- a footnote from you on the whole phone rubber finish turning gunky and sticky from you. Yeah, I, I, I've noticed that over the years, being a bit of a hoarder. I mean, I do sell some phones, but not all of them. But I have noticed a lot of the, the, the kind of rubberized ones did turn sticky. But not just that. Uh, I had some uh, original keyboards. I can't remember what it's called. The, the Red Fly. I had a Red Fly keyboard, and it happened to that as well. So what, what I did was I gave them a good rubbing down with isopropyl alcohol, and that, that just took that layer off, and they've been fine ever since. Okay. But that's the, the only top tip I can offer. I, I mean, if it does any damage to your device, it's not my fault. <laughs> yeah, well, so rather... It hasn't than, damaged any of mine. <laughs> so rather than throw away the back cover of that Samsung Galaxy K Zoom, I should have saved it, r- removed all the rubber with IPA, uh, yeah. And kept the the basic plastic shells. So that was my fault. But yeah, where where can you yeah. buy IPA from? 
I, I think I ordered it off Amazon, as we all do now. I think I just ordered a big bottle off Amazon, <laughs> and I use it from time to time just to clear stuff down. I think B&Q sell it as well. It's an IPA, also a beer, Ted. Am I confusing my acronyms here? Yeah, yeah. Um, Indi- uh, what is it called? Pale Ale. India um, Pale, India Pale, Pale, Pale Ale. Ale, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't try cleaning your devices with India Pale Ale, because that <laughs> won't work. Yeah. Yeah, Ted, what have you been up to this week? I know there's been devices uh, flying around. You've got a new acquisition, yet another uh, acquisition, second hands. But what have you want? What do you want to start with? Just to quickly mention the Flip Five again after a, a few more days. Um, it, I, it is quite useful in terms of what you can do on the outside screen. I have I have kind of explored that further. Um, and if you use the Good Lock module, um, it, there's even more. So that's great. Um, I just wish that the inside screen was less tall um, because once you open it up, it becomes a kind of giant phone, which is not really what I wanted it to be. Um, anyway, I, I'm still playing with it. It's still good. It's not been put up back up for sale yet. <laughs> um, and I've also found that, um, as Ben and I expected last week, you can't indeed change the shortcut buttons on the cover screen's drop down. We were talking about adding do not disturb to that and they're set as they are you can't change them anyway going back to the tall thing um one of the things i like about the fold 5 my new acquisition the samsung galaxy z fold 5 um which i bought from a miwi member um is that the screen on the outside isn't that tall and it reminds me so much, you know, of the Nokia E90 in so many ways. I wish it, I, I wish that the, I wish that the outside of the device was built like the E90 was because casing just has become, um, a problem. So much so that I've been tempted to just use it naked, to be honest. More naked, um, references here. Um, <laughs> the seller, kindly sent me over three cases um but all of them seem to be very slippery to me um i have settled on one of them but it's a bit kind of yeah i don't know i i i I was i have i am using one once you take the sticky things off the inside of it and stick it to the device it is a bit better um but initially it kind of even when i was opening the device up when you open it because it's so stiff to open um you it, it doesn't uh, the, the the case was coming off in my fingers and i did realize that was because i hadn't stuck the things down properly but um even so it's not that great i don't think i just wish that the outside of it was built like the e90 was so you didn't feel the need to have a blooming case on it and it wasn't going to be um damaged by day-to-day use but yeah. there you yeah. go but that would be a, a great idea i will admit for my galaxy fold 4 and the pixel fold i pushed the boat out a bit and ordered some of those later cases because they're quite thin and they stay on pretty well so i had one for the fold yeah. did then go and invest in one for after breaking the case that steve sent me i did go in and get one for the pixel fold as well and they are brilliant but they do cost a lot <laughs> Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, so I'm still working on that one to work out how to case it or not case it or, or, or whatever. Just a quick mention, as you've got the Fold 4 there, Jim, and I've got the Fold 5, the differences between the two, I mean, they're, they're very similar in, in many ways. It's a little bit lighter. It's a little bit smaller, all round, um, folded and open. The Fold closes flat with its improved mechanism, um, 2.4 millimeter thinner um in 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 pocket folded um so that's uh interesting Quite a bit, I, isn't it really yeah. yeah well it depends on how you look at it doesn't it really but in the hand it it probably feels more than it kind of does on paper um but yeah it, it's nice to have it folding flat definitely um it's got a better screen in, uh, sorry a brighter screen inside a whiter screen yeah, i saw someone putting the two next to each other on a video and it was very clear that these screens are quite different um the snapdragon chipset is the next generation of course um and there's greater um um data transfer speeds with the us uh, ufs4 but i i don't think that's really a big deal there's the uh, extra years of updates because each time each time they iterate on the device they kind of add a year of support and this is a year newer device as well so you effectively yeah, from yeah. going to the fold 4 to fold 5 you've got an extra two years of official updates yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, absolutely happy with that. 
Um, Samsung are just so good at this now. And, and this is, yeah, yeah. you know, a lot of my initial impressions are, are led by that. I'm, I'm really enjoying using it this time. When I had the Fold 4 before, I, I'm not quite sure why, but I wasn't that enthusiastic about it. I was wanting to move on from it really quickly, disproportionately quickly. This time I'm not, and my SIM card's been in it ever since it arrived. And um, I'm really enjoying using it. Uh, sorry, enjoying using it. I've got battery tests ongoing. Smoothly enough, my 10% reading test um, initially, it looks like it's being not that different from having it closed using the outside screen um, to having the whole thing open. I've I've tested that two or three times, and it's that they're just not far from each other. Um, So whether the outside screen is using... I've got a feeling we said this about the Fold 4, didn't we, Steve? Yeah, the, 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 the thing is that back in the day, 10, 15 years ago, the number one power draw on any phone was its screen. Over the years, there have been so many other power draws, including these, these really fast, power-hungry chipsets, that the screen, within reason, is, is by, by no means the biggest power drain now, and especially if yeah. you're using a dark theme on both the outside and inside screens, then the, the screen shouldn't draw that much power at all. So I'm actually really happy with the battery, more so than I was with the Fold 4, I think, um, even though there's not... Yeah. a huge difference in the size i'm looking at it now and i've had i've had this phone has been off charge for the last um 11 hours um and i've had an average kind of day out and about um doing what i need to do and it's showing 80 percent still now i haven't been watching loads of video on it or taking vid- shooting video or whatever but even so it's lasting really well in my my general average use yeah. um and uh, that that worked really well. The, the the face unlock is perfect, as you'd expect. The fingerprint scanner being capacitive on the side is great. Um, it's great fun playing with the S Pen, which the, the, the seller also provided me with, the, the new slim S Pen, which goes into the case on the back. That, that works yeah. really well. Um, and, of course, as we mentioned before, as Jim said, bang up to date, or I think you said, Steve, bang up to date, not to be sniffed at. Um, and, you know, with... Google and Samsung getting further and further in bed together. They're challenging what you get with a Pixel, and One UI just works with everything, and it's just it's so it's such good fun to use. You can tell I'm having a, a this is a, a Samsung love week. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, it all change next week, folks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I agree with Jim on the decks. I've been I, I love playing with decks, as you know. All that works really, really well. Um, the speakers which uh, we always uh, touch on on PSC. Um, they're really good, I think. I don't have a, a Fold 4 here to compare it with directly, um, so I have to go by memory. They're certainly much better than the S23 Ultra. Um, I have got a Sony Xperia 1 Mark IV here, and my comparison between the two is that the Sony just about nicks it on volume, but the quality is so, so different. Side-by-side testing, the Fold 5, uh, you know, tested in isolation is okay. But when you put it next to the the, the, the Xperia, there's just such a huge difference. The the depth and the bass and the uh, – it, it, it sounds tinny, I'm afraid. Um, now, I put, um, as we always do, but Wavelet on it, and it makes it significantly better. So that's good. But, yeah, next to that, it's a real shame. And – I looked up on um, GSM Arena's uh, com- comparison charting um, where they test phones against each other. And I put the Xperia 1 Mark IV up against the Fold 5, as you can do on their site. You can pick whatever phones you like. And I just completely – they reckon that the Fold 5 speakers are significantly better. They've given them a, a very good rating. And Sony Xperia 1 Mark IV are just a good rating. And their graph, I just don't get it. I don't see how that graph makes any sense at all. I don't know what planet they're on because somebody is testing that and it doesn't sound at all like that to me. Can you see that, Steve? Yeah, I think it's the difference between machine testing, which is what they're doing here. They're they're just having the machines um, analysing the phone's output and and the computer kind of logs the data points at each frequency and you get some nice charts. But... It's the difference between machine testing and human ears. On music material that you and I know well, my gut feel is that the Samsung is probably louder in terms of sheer decibels, but the Sony is higher fidelity right across the board. So as yeah. I, I can't explain their frequency chart, it doesn't, but it's, it's machines and I'd rather listen with my own ears and make my own judgment. Yeah, definitely. And the Sony Xperia is 
better. There's no question yeah, at yeah. all. Um, edge panels, Jim, I don't know if you've noticed this, if you use edge panels, but on the folding devices, um, they don't let the developers into that, which is a real shame because I, there's one particular calendar widget, which, uh, sorry, edge panel that I use all the time. Have you noticed that or do you not use well, them? I, I've got to admit, I, I tend to only use the edge panel if I eat, I eat it by accident. I never remember that it's there. <laughs> you can't <laughs> turn it off. <laughs> When you find some that work really well, and some of yeah. those de- developer-based ones, not these standard Galaxy ones, that I, you know, I, I'm I'm almost tempted to just turn the thing off now, to be honest, because I, I want the ones that I can't get. Yeah. Um. Anyway, there you go. I just check the Fold Four. Yeah, the, the little tab is there for the edge panels, but I, I like I say, I don't really remember that it's there. I suppose I'm so used to swiping across on the iPhone in that kind of style and with the Pixel and you know just swiping up to get to apps i don't think of the edge panels Uh, well i i I took i I was able to get rid of my calendar on the home page um by by just having that as a pullout and that was the main one i used i don't know why they've decided to remove that not open it up to i suppose developers would have to develop for folding devices in a different way they do with candy bars and that would be the way to do it um the um what else i got to say it, it, it feels really classy and really premium. Um, and the crease down the middle of the screen, I, it's soon ignored and forgotten. I know that I'm probably in a love Samsung mode at the moment, but honestly, I, I really don't notice it. Um, occasionally you feel your finger grow, going over it. Um, um, but you know, it's just it, it's it's not really significant, I don't think. But uh, I do spend a lot of the time on the outside screen anyway, because I can do everything on the outs- outside screen with one hand. Um, and just like the um, you know the the size of the Nokia E90, it, it just fits in my hand perfectly when it's closed. Um, so uh, you know, best of both worlds. Um, yes, I'm on, a, on an I'm on an up with folders. Are you jealous at all, Jim, of the the Fold Five? A I am on that? in a way, yeah, I am in a way that it folds flat. I, I don't, you know, thinking about it logically, I don't see what big difference that makes apart from keeping dust out. I've heard, but yeah, I, I am a little bit jealous of the Fold Five. But uh, I, I may be more tempted to upgrade to a Fold Six when they come out in the future, rather than try and upgrade to the Fold Five, because I guess the the differences aren't really enough to to make it worth pumping the money into a fold five at the moment but yeah suggestion suggestion seems to be in the in the tech press anyway that the fold six might well be more pixel fold like and a bit wider so we'll we'll have to see what happens with that but i I actually i really like the 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 fold as it is the samsung one i think it's a great size when it's shut your tip about the calendar in the side panel i like that idea because on the iphone i've got that the calendar in the widget screen so i don't have it on the home screen it's just swipe uh swipe right mm-hmm. to uh get get the calendar up on my iphone so that, that that's an interesting idea putting your calendar in because it is on my home screen at the moment <laughs> yeah but you, well, you but you can't do it if you're on a folding device um that's the trouble well you you can use you, you can use some calendars that, right, well, the, okay. the, the, the samsung's own calendar but you can't yeah. i can't get the yeah, one yeah. i want to use yeah it, the other thing i pulled out of, of what you've been talking about ted is the, the next dock and and getting back into decks has really made me want one of those next docks i had i'd forgotten to put it in the show notes but yeah yeah so i, I can see you've got one there that makes me jealous that you've got a next dock. <laughs> well there's a new one coming you can get the, the xl in march i think it's coming out yeah. Um, so, uh, in fact, if you can buy one of those and let us borrow it because we okay. want to play with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll swap you this one for it when you get it. Cool. <laughs> yeah, the next docks aren't that expensive, though, are they? The, the previous ones, well, they were about £200 or so. Um, yeah. so do you want to know how expensive the XL is going to be, Ted? Uh, we don't because um, they're on pre-orders still, and, and okay. I don't think they're – but, but uh, the, 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 the latest version before that, the 360 – what's it called? Next Doc 360, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the 360. I think that was 200 and something quid. The, the next pad was 200-odd quid. Okay. Um, so I'm not sure really – no, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Anything else to mention from your device week, Ted? <laughs> No, not really. I might bounce if you talk if you start talking about Sony again. I might bounce some stuff back at you <laughs> in that respect because you've got an interesting new device arrived, haven't you? 
Yes, before I get to that, though, very briefly, I have been doing some more videos in my YouTube shorts. See, a tinyurl.com forward slash sl hyphen shorts, or just subscribe to me on YouTube, and you can, you can catch the shorts as they come in. And I, I did a video on the iPhone Plus models. Um, Jim's got the standard iPhone 13, um, but I've been quite impressed by the way that Apple's gone to the introducing a plus form factor. So I, I had a video called The Forgotten iPhone Plus Remains the Battery Champion, and also one a video on taking pure view style photos on the iPhone Pro models, which is a bit of a frequently asked questions. And uh, less noise, less sharpening. So do see the links in the show notes. And yeah, I've been upsizing my wife's phone from regular to plus, and it's been a bit of a big success. iPhone 12 in her case to 14 plus. She hasn't noticed the extra weight. She really appreciates the extra screen, real estate, and battery life. And she even likes the red colour. It is Apple's Project Red charity thing. Um, so curiously, it's not, not on the 15 plus. They haven't done a product red on that yes yet. Um, curiously, she hasn't noticed it being faster at all. So Normobs, I think that all these speed increases they, they talk about in their keynotes, it's completely wasted on Normobs. And Jim, your iPhone 13, I'm assuming, is still raring to go? Yeah, it still kicks along. I don't notice any problems with it at all. It doesn't seem to stutter or anything like that. It's a 256 gig model, so it's still got plenty of storage. I don't think I've ever cleared anything off of it, and I've had it since they come out, basically. Yeah, yeah. I've still kept the old iPhone 12. It'll be the family backup if anyone breaks their main phone. I can just like a hot swap device. CEX are offering £150 for an iPhone 12, which their pricing is just so rubbish. Um, yeah. At least at just 150, I think I'd rather keep it in reserve. It's still got a full three or four years left of OS updates ahead of it, so I think definitely worth hanging on to. Um, yeah, my new uh, arrival this week, Ted, was indeed a Sony, the Xperia 5 Mark V, finally arrived from PR. Hey. So thank you to them for sending it over, and it's still an interesting device, which very few other sites and YouTubers and whatever have covered. So I think it'll still be some fairly interesting coverage the perfect size of course the same size as the previous fives but i just love it in the hand absolutely love it there's no texture on the sides or back though i have bought a tpu just a cheap one but i think you may want to get a better one if you're planning on using this as your with your main account ted in a couple of weeks time okay it's not slippery as such like the samsung flip devices the flip five just kept falling off my desk well i did don't worry ted it didn't damage it, it didn't actually fall off but i could i could see it edging its That's way where the towards the edge came from. <laughs> i could just see it edging its way towards the edge and i caught it each time don't worry so the glass back on this sony xperia 5 mark 5 is matte rather than super gloss but when i'm out taking photographs near test shots i i'm, I'm still a bit scared so i put a tpu on it um it feels very solid the speaker, this is the big one, Ted, for me. The speaker mm. comparison with the Xperia 1 Mark V, so the bigger, it's bigger sister or bigger brother device, I can't tell the difference. They've, I think they've improved. Oh, wow. To the Xperia 5 series, for the first time, has speakers that are the match of the bigger uh, flagship, which I think is absolutely fantastic. I think you are going to love the speakers on this. Fantastic. I, I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on with this because I've got the 5 Mark IV here still, which I own. Yeah. And to compare the two, I would agree with you. I've already, I've already agreed with you about the one series being better. So that that is great news. Yeah. Ah. So after only forty eight hours, I'm at the point where if I was pressed to pick a single Android phone for my use right now, that represented maximum bang per buck, I would think I get this. It's it's just it's not too large, fabulous audio, robust enough, super imaging, very fast, at a sensible, not a stupid price. Um, so, yeah, let's yeah. hope the PR leave it with us for a while, Ted. I think you're going to get some mileage here. <laughs> I hope so, yeah. Um, it will certainly be very interesting. And it will, you know, the, the price will come down secondhand soon anyway, even if they, they want it back. Um, so if I was to fall in love <laughs> with it, I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll sell something and buy one. Yeah. It does sound really intriguing. Yeah, the only um, annoying thing really is that you can't get a 256 gigabyte version. They're all still 128. Um, in the West, which, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. And, uh, I think in Japan that they, they've made a 256, but we're not going to see it, I don't think. Right. Um, but that, that, that kind of would have been the cherry on the cake for me. Yeah. So, of course, comparing the Xperia 1 Mark V, which I've also got here, versus the 5 Mark V, is you're talking about... And these are RRPs that no one's perhaps ever going to pay. But just to give you an idea, £1,300 versus £849. For £450 less, you lose surprisingly little. You lose the dedicated telephoto camera, but you get two times lossless zoom on the main camera. It's not necessarily a problem. You get, quote, only a 1080p screen, but to my eyes, it's absolutely perfect and crisp. 
and there's no 12 gigabyte ram variant but again i'm not sure you'd push more than eight gig of ram using it in day-to-day life so i think 450 quid less to just lose surprisingly little i think that the five is the the, the pick of the, the two yeah definitely I, I, come on let's face it four gigabytes of ram is fine yeah i honestly there are lots of devices being sold android devices with four gigs of ram still and there's no problem with them at all anyway uh, yes more the better always but my um mark four is fine with eight gigs yeah but interestingly the smaller device has got the same battery 5000 milliamp hours which for a smaller compact phone is just phenomenal yep that's really good and so so is mine the mark four's got that as well yeah, yeah, so you'll be champing at the bit anyway, but I will, I'll will i let people know when I send it to Ted, and I'm sure there'll be a flurry of Sony content from you as we go. Jim, have you had hands-on with any of the Sony Xperia's? Not any of the later ones, not not for years now, since uh, I, can't, I was desperately trying to remember the last Sony phone, Sony Xperia phone I had. What was the little one with the slide-out keyboard? I can't remember what it was called. Slide. I think that was my last one. <laughs> Yeah, the little one I remember is that was the XZ Compact, but that didn't have a keyboard. Yeah, I think you must be going back even more years. Yeah. Even further than I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, I've not, I've not really. I mean, apart from buying some Sony headphones, I've not really been enthralled by the Sony line of phones. I prefer, you know, I just prefer the more kind of the folder, the the kind of innovation yeah. type phones. Yeah. Yeah, Sony phones are fairly rare in the world. I, I don't think I've yeah. ever seen a Sony Xperia Ted out in the world in public. Not not one. Uh, yeah. No, no, I don't think I have either. Absolutely right. Not that I get out and about much, but, e- <laughs> but even e- even when I did, I don't think uh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, it, in, and, and as for America, you never see <laughs> they don't sell that. Well, I think they're beginning to now, but they up to now they don't seem to have done very well in America. Yeah. yeah. Which is why, um, as you were saying earlier, you don't see coverage of people reviewing them very much because it's not American-centric. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. In the show notes, I put some photos, gentlemen. I know, Teddy said I should post these to the MeWe group, but I, I don't want to t- tie up people's um, time. So I put them in the show notes here for you guys to see. Um, I've been saying for ages that phone and cameras have been good enough across the board unless you want extreme zoom. And as evidence to show that phone and camera comparisons are almost pointless these days, in 2024, here are some snaps from the last week with an anonymous phone camera. So if you'd like to look through those, Jim, and I've got some shots of flowers and houses and some zoom shots and some panoramas. And give me a sort of marks out of 10 for what you think of those shots as seen at web resolution in the show notes and a lot of them look pretty good i I like the one with the sun coming through the trees most definitely i think the 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 night shots they they look a bit more blurred but then again that's that's kind of indicative of taking shot in the dead of night well that's pretty impressive then if it's the dead of night (laughs) because it looks like the early evening in the photo absolutely any comments ted are you looking through those I am looking through them, and I think I, without kind of getting into scoring and trying to guess which is which, um, I, I totally agree with you that yeah, it doesn't matter. And presumably, you some of them are from a real budget phone, and some of them are from a very expensive phone. So I would agree with you. All of those photographs were taken on um, the Surface Duo with the potato camera. I so the, the Surface Duo One, Jim, that you've got there, took all of these shots. And people that, have that is impressive. Yeah. <laughs> now I used a GCam port, so I used right. um, so it's just kind of cheating because I've added an extra application. But that does all the multi-bracketing exposure stuff and all the clever processing. But even so, it just goes to show that however poor you think the camera on a phone is, if you're just taking snaps for social use, uh, people have said this perhaps for years or months. You can absolutely get away with it. You do not need the very latest flagship to take your photographs of your un- uncle, m- uncle Bill and his, his pet dog out in the park. Um, you can get away with almost anything these days. But um, the, the one that falls over for me, actually, on on further uh, uh, um, inspection, is the one of the white car. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that is kind of not focused at all. It might be a rubbish photographer, but. <laughs> Um, it, it, it seems to be just be there's no point of focus in it at all is there yeah that was taken it's an, an unbelievable photograph actually because when i took that with the surface duo um i could not see the number plate with my eyes it was the car itself right. was in yeah, such yeah. darkness it was pitch okay. dark 
The car number Fair plate enough. was invisible. You could not see anything other than a few reflections off the shiny bits of the car. And then when the Surface Duo, this much lambasted, very, very poor camera with the G-Cam software, took that shot, I thought, that is incredible. It's not perfect, but it's so much better than I has mm-hmm. any right to be. Mm-hmm. Yep, totally. Um, so, picking up stuff in darkness is amazing. I mean, yeah. for, for all I, I kind of don't really use cameras on phones when i'm reviewing a phone i i, I do take camera uh, sorry i do take shots of very very dark situations and i'm always these days blown apart yeah. by the, the the way in which my naked eye can't see what that sees and you're quite right it pulls out all the details yeah so i kind of agree with you ted that in keynotes you know for the launching phones they should spend less time highlighting the camera performance and there's still a place for AI image editing and the Pixel stuff and the Samsung stuff. It's always fun to get rid of distractions and fixed smiles, all that stuff. It's all interesting stuff. But the, the yeah. baseline taking images these days with um, exposures taken up of multiple shots all combined cleverly in software, it's just so good you can get away with almost anything, even your uh, ye olde Surface Duo, Jim. Or yeah. a Nokia E30. Oh, sorry, E90. <laughs> We should really should have an E90 between us. I'm, I'm not quite sure what happened to mine. I'll, I'll raid my drawers, Ted. We'll okay. do some test shots. <laughs> Let us move on. We have um, Bygone Beauties, our new section, and I'm going to pick this week. It's my, it's my turn. Um, I suspect you've never tried this, Jim, but I'll press ahead anyway. You maybe comment at the end. I'm going to choose, had to come, drum roll, please, the Marshall London. <laughs> we'll link in the show notes. Ulti- it was ultimately doomed, really, by uh, the, the lack of resources and support for Zound Industries, I think in Sweden, which are the people who licensed the name from Marshall and made it, and by the underwhelming internal computing specs. But what a device. Even today, in 2024, if you put the ruggedized black texture, that's this sort of Tolex, T-O-L-E-X, it's the finish from the Marshall guitar amps, put that form in someone's hand with the brass controls, and I would bet they would fall in love. There's no need for a case ever. It's just ruggedized and grippy out of the box. Twin three and a half mil audio jacks, independent volume controls. The volume adjustment is pseudo analog. So nice. The almost matched stereo speakers front facing like with the Sony flagships of of today and almost as good in performance. In 2015, they were just mind numbingly good. Um, Now they're just good speakers. But that was nine years ago. Uh, and replaceable battery, and you replace it in seconds. And the best bit of all, each battery is inscribed out of the box with long live rock and roll. I just love the Marshall London. Very, very silly. And the batteries were really good as well. They performed really well. But, but I, I guess demands were quite low in terms of resources, yeah. depending on what you're doing, as always. I like the scroll wheel on the right-hand side. That was great. Yeah. Um the music-centric emphasis, it felt just like having an iPod again, an iPod Classic or something, because it was so music-centric, and it had its own software that supported all that. A lovely, dinky little size. Um, I, I used to love the Marshall event sounds as well, the start-up and shut-down and the ringtones. They gave you these um, kind of guitar um, riffs. Yeah, and it, it, yeah. it was just great to, to set those and hear them going. Um and the the, the the kind of Sony-style baked-into-a-system feeling that you could get with Marshall headphones and speakers and just, just having a kind of whole Marshall thing going on. <laughs> um, and the, 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 although the Bud-style earphones that they supplied in the box were not for me, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sure you prefer them, um, had a nice inline remote remote yeah. control. So, yeah, yeah it, it was really good. I'll put a couple of links in the show notes to my... Um, testing when I had it, and also your video, um, which you shot, in fact, down at Singleton with me, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think you actually appeared in the video, but uh, yeah, no. maybe at a certain points your hand could be seen, something along those lines. <laughs> anyway, any comments, Jim, after our, our eulogy for the uh, Marshall? I know, London? I always enjoyed listening to you um, talking about the Marshall London. It, 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 it seemed to be more of an audio files phone, so I don't suppose it kind of appealed to me but you know i didn't need twin 3.5 millimeter audio jacks but i do the, the scroll wheel i do like things with a scroll wheel and I, I always loved my old work blackberry because it had a scroll wheel so i think that's something definitely should be brought back is a scroll wheel mm. yeah. Yeah. let us move on then um we, we are running long um photo of the week ted from our wonderful me we psc photos group 
I have chosen something by uh, Marek Polowski um, again. This one's called Light at Wells, and he took this with a Samsung Galaxy S21 Ultra. Um, he also used Samsung's Expert Raw app and then um, adjusted levels in Adobe Lightroom. So it's a it's a picture of a harbour wall, basically, and uh, one of those things that I don't know what they're called, where you tie the ropes to. Is it a stanchion? By... Is it? Something like that. Okay. Beautifully <laughs> sharp in the foreground. Um, it's a dark picture by design, but what attracts me to it mostly is the atmosphere, the beautifully controlled depth of field, the colours, the lights in the distance, which are just just beautifully out of out of focus. Um, and it tells a story. You can al- you can almost smell the fish in the sea. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I really like this photograph. Um, by the way, Marek has just bought a Fold Five. He was telling me that um, he's not going to sell this phone yet because he likes the ten times zoom, but he's going to try a Fold Five. See, see how he gets on. Jim, can you see that? Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, that, that I was going to comment exactly the same thing. The, the, the sharpness of the subject in the foreground—that's that's truly amazing, isn't it? Really. Mm. Yeah, the, and the rope—you can see the strands of the rope. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah no, it's really good. I the like. rope on top of the the—that's the, the, so sharp, isn't it? It is. Yeah. 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 It is. yeah I, I love low light shots where it looks low light. It's not trying to turn night into day. So I mean, we we we're impressed by the, what GCam can do and. You know, you could take a shot in dead of night and it looks like it was taken in the late afternoon. And that's an impressive technological achievement. But here Merrick's gone to the trouble of um, filtering and using the right application. So a night shot looks like night and yet there's almost zero noise and it's nicely atmospheric and it's not too blurred, not too sharp, not too contrasty. So, yeah, lovely shot. Well done, Merrick, indeed. Now, the um, Photo of the Month poll is running at the moment for January 24 in the MeWe group. So if you haven't gone and voted yet, please do so. More votes, the better, obviously. And there are some great shots again in there. And not many phones for sale at the moment in our PSE Classifieds group on MeWe. Have you got a few picks for us? Lots of watches for some reason. Is there something we don't know? Watches, tons of them laptops, handheld gaming consoles, all sorts of stuff. But there's a few phones. So uh, my picks were the iPhone 12, 64 gigabyte version, 300 quid, um, unlocked uh, with a couple of cases and stuff. A Honor Magic 6 Lite bundle uh, for 280 quid. There's, there's the phone itself, which is black, 256 gigabyte, 8 gigs of RAM box, um, but also Honor Earbuds X5 and Honor Band 7. So there's a, for 280 quid, there's quite a little bundle going on there. There's that Moto G 54 again, the 256 gigabyte, 8 gigabyte version in indigo blue in a sealed box, 160 quid. I can't believe no one's bought that. Um, yeah. But the, we, we spoke about that last week. And lastly, there's a Pixel 6 Pro, 128 gigabytes in stormy black, 190 quid. So Limited choice this week, Jim, but <laughs> someone else's money. And what do you fancy? I would have to go for the Moto G54, I think, just because I haven't had a Motorola phone for so long. It, it kind of appeals to me. iPhone 12, I've got an iPhone. Pixel 6 Pro, well, I've got a Pixel Fold. So I'm assuming they're pretty much the same software-wise. So I think, yeah, the Moto G54 for me. I'm going to pick the Moto G54 as well, but for a different reason. I, I, as a, if someone in sort of tech support and tech field, people come to me quite often and say, Steve, I've, I'm in desperate trouble. My my phone, my Android phone's broken, either the screen or whatever, or perhaps it's too old and it's, it's the memory's full and I desperately need something else new. What have you got? What can you recommend? And to be able to pull out of the drawer, well, here's a Moto G54. It will do everything you need as a normal for £160, Blue sealed as new. I think that will be a cracking and surprisingly cheap for the the person acquiring it, who is probably expecting to pay 400, 500, 600 pounds to say 160 quid and you're good to go for another two or three years. I think that would be that would fit the bill. I think you're right. We're probably all three of us going to go for the Moto. Yeah. <laughs> so, and also that, that Motorola are getting better at updating their devices now. I know a normal that you're talking about probably wouldn't be that bothered about that, but we are. Um, and so that's really good. Anyway, there you go. Classifies group is in MeWe, as usual, PSC Classifies. And if you want to join that group, then you'll need to email me and we'll talk about how you can get entry in there as we like to control the group a bit in terms of who's in there. Um, that's about it. 
Talking of motos, Ted, um, my sister-in-law, who you remember, you donated a Moto G to back in the gosh, like fifteen oh, years yeah. ago, one of the very first yeah. Moto Gs. <laughs> I've I've kept her supplied with motos along along the way, and I think the last one was about twenty eighteen or so. So it's now six years old. And I said to her today, "How are you getting on with your Motorola?" "Oh, it's still fine, still checking along." I said, "Do you ever get updates?" "Oh, I guess I get updates every now and then. I apply them." I suspect she's talking about a year or two ago, but even so, the fact that she's it's still trucking along six years after purchase and not slowing down yeah. at all just goes to show that the phones do last longer these days. They do, and and um, as we said before, my Motorola um, Edge Plus from 2020 is still going. It's still sitting here, and I get it out, and it updates the the Play System updates, and uh, no security updates. But I feel as though I, I can very confidently use it, and it's a great phone. So yeah, Motorola are definitely doing better anyway. Yeah, and with the the Play Services updates carrying on even for nominally unsupported phones. So, for example, Jim, your Surface Duo, although it's not getting any updates from Microsoft anymore, it's going to be getting the Play Services updates till about 2027. So, in theory, you could carry on using that for another three years with more or less uh, complete impunity. That, that's not a bad investment, then, is it? That and it, it will get the occasional use, and uh, like I say, yeah. never selling it because it just looks so good. <laughs> yeah. I suspect Ted, you're not selling a Duo too. I think it's, it's in the family forever now, isn't it? I think we should keep it. I really do. I I, yeah. I was a bit perturbed by the fact that you were talking about selling it again, and I said no. Unless Jim wants, it. unless Jim wants to borrow it again. <laughs> oh, I'd love to borrow it again. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're very welcome. You're very welcome to borrow it, Jim, but you can't buy it. <laughs> no, I, 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 yeah, no, I think I'd be shot if I bought another one at the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, thanks for coming on, Jim. Any anything you want to shout out or plug? No, uh, nothing to plug from me. Just uh, to say thanks for having me on again. It's it's always a blast, and I enjoy it. So yeah, we enjoy your participation in the MeWe groups as well, which is a great fun community, isn't it, Ted Salmon? It certainly is. And if you want to join in with that, there'll be link in, links in the show notes. And also at PodHub UK, um, we've got a Tech Addicts podcast coming out um, tomorrow. Sorry. Um, yeah, Tech Addicts tomorrow. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get mixed up here because Monday is whatever works <laughs> and Wednesday's Projector Room. So this week, there's wow. four podcasts coming your way. Um, and you can see all about it at PodHub UK or at TedSalmon.com where it's listed there as well. I'll have to go for some nice long dog walks to get all my Ted Salmon listening in. <laughs> yes, um, You can also thank Ted with a, a coffee and me with a beer at the various links in the show notes. Uh, paypal.me slash Ted Salmon and stevelitchfield.com slash paypal.htm. Again, see the links in the show notes at stevelitchfield.com. A cheery goodbye from my two co-hosts. Goodbye. Oh, very cheery. Very cheery indeed, Ted. Thank you very much for listening. This has been the Home Show Chat.